Welcome to the ECG podcast for the week of December 6, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joined tonight by Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. What up, what up? And of course, we got Georgia Ray Below from Miami, Florida. What's going on? What's going on? Robbie and Bobby Miller from Baltimore. What is up? Three wins, Dolphins, baby. <laughs> and we are here to uh, talk with you once again about video games. It's going to be a more conversational episode as we are working our way slowly but surely towards our big game of the year episode. We're actually going to do kind of a two-part thing for that. Uh, stay tuned, but we're going to have a super panel for one episode and the second episode, uh, or perhaps the first, depending on when we decide to release them, will be uh, our core group. Uh, so stay tuned. More news on that later. Uh, how's everyone doing tonight? How's everyone feeling as we inch our way towards the holidays? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I um, man, I just bottled a a batch of homebrew um before recording the episode tonight. Uh, had a bit of a hiatus for a year where I didn't brew. Uh, my first batch back, as you'd expect, was uh, it's a bit on the rusty side. It's it mellowed out. It's pretty good. But the one I bottled tonight, man, holy shit, it is going to be a banger. When it's, the beer is lukewarm, uncarbonated, and not matured at all, and it still tastes delicious, you know it's going to be a good batch of beer. So I am excited, and it'll be ready to drink just for Christmas. 9.25% alcohol by volume. Let's go. Good beer. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Yeah, it's got some mulling spices and whatnot in it, and um, yeah, man, it's going to be a perfect Christmas beer. I just was really excited to uh, to nail it. So uh, yeah, now that we got all that out of the way, uh, had to do a little humble brag there. Um, I am going to uh, really just put forth a topic of discussion uh, for today's episode of what I call in defense of 2019. So uh, in other words, um, I've seen a lot of uh, outlets, uh, podcasts, talking about 2019 not being the strongest uh, year for video games. And I I'll always disagree. I know we haven't had a big standout game like God of War or Red Dead Redemption 2 this year, but I think that's been a wonderfully diverse year for video games. So I wanted to kind of use that as a, a talking point. So um, let's go ahead and uh, I mean, who wants to jump in first? Do you guys agree with that, disagree with that? I think there has been a lot of diversity this year, and I feel like I've played a lot more games than I normally um, in years past have. Maybe that's because we're doing this podcasting thing, but um, I just feel like there's been a lot of things that I've been interested in in all sorts of different genres and platforms. I think, I think um, <clears throat> I'm with you on that, but uh, I think that there's been maybe quantity a little bit over quality this year as, as compared to years past, but I've personally felt like I've played so many games this year that it's been one of my favorite years in recent memory that I could think of, um, if that makes sense. Like, I think, yeah, there's been other years that have had individually better games, but I think the amount of super solid games that we've been able to play this year has made this a, a really good year for gaming for me personally. I, I've probably played more, a bigger variety of games than I, than I probably have in the past maybe up to 10 years or so. Um, and... And I'm and I'm good with it, man. I can't wait. 2020 looks super stacked, but um, but I, yeah, I thought this year was great. Yeah, I thought it was a great year too. I uh, I think it was a good year for multiplayer games too because uh, I know Destiny uh, 
when that came out with their new DLC and the Division 2. Everybody was into that when that first came out. Um, and then Gears, they had their uh, multiplayer. I just think it was a good year for playing games a lot longer than people usually do. Like, it's not like a one-and-done single player. But I think it was good 2019. It's hard to believe in this one year, going from the multiplayer front, we'll say, uh, with a game like Apex Legends, right? Um, obviously, Battle Royale genre is at peak popularity, but interesting in a lot of ways, the hero, the uh, sorry, hero shooter kind of uh, slant to it, the three, uh, the Titanfall universe, and then having single player AAA games like Control. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, things like that. And then everything in between. I think so many wonderful indie games this year. I um, I continue to just love how much support indie developers are getting and how popular those games are and how successful they are. Uh, and I think services like Game Pass and then you know platforms like the Nintendo Switch are really helping cultivate that culture. And we'll get to it in a little bit you know, uh, later, but it, you know, people like uh, George who traditionally um, haven't played a lot of those types of games are you know even being coerced to check it out which i think is really really cool i think that's a it's a great thing for for gaming and uh speaking you know platforms i i think how amazing xbox game pass uh has become in the last calendar year cannot be understated what a great value that program is um, how it's being bundled with Xbox Live, the fact that for 15 bucks a month you can have Xbox Live, Game Pass on your PC and Xbox with just a ridiculous number of games and, uh, you know, assume assume that it will only get uh, more valuable as we move into next gen, you know, um, in 2020. So, um, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, it kind of bugged me, you know, when I saw on some of the other platforms and uh, I heard on the podcast that uh, people were kind of down on, um 2019 a bit because you didn't have the god of war red dead redemption or your breath of the wild or horizon zero dawn i think sometimes we get a bit you know spoiled um as gamers you know with with the big triple a games those uh just like shoe ins or tens i don't think i was speaking of tens ign has given a 10 this year um anybody else want to back me up does that sound right i don't think they've given a 10 this year for for game i mean that sounds right it's like a lot of there's a couple nines and stuff but i don't remember a 10 uh, yeah, off the top of my head, uh, Sekiro, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, I think Disco Elysium. There's been some nines for sure. I think Sekiro might be their highest rated game this year at a 9.5, if memory serves. But um, Pokemon was up there too for them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was in the, I think you're right. I think it was in the nines as well. Um, which I know sounds crazy, but I, I don't know. Would you personally, guys, prefer to have a year where you've got. 10 you know two tens you know two masterpiece games and then everything else is you know fair to good or would you rather have a year where you know every, at any given time there's plenty of new games that to choose from that would be up your alley that you would enjoy and that you could play like what what would you given a you know gun to your head what would you prefer i want a bunch of tens just <laughs> well, that's not one of the options. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I mean, honestly, because like last year, like Red Dead is one of my favorite games ever made, and then the God of War is absolutely amazing. But I'm just looking at a list of this stuff that this year, and it's like, I don't know. It just depends what kind of gamer you are. For me, who plays every not everything, but who plays a ton of stuff, 
I guess I kind of like this year more. If I was a casual gamer who bought two or three games a year, yeah, last year would have been much better. Because, like, the two things I bought were, you know, a God of War and Red Dead. Like, that's an amazing year. But for me... Was Odyssey last year, game, too? So, yeah, I absolutely loved Odyssey. I didn't. I did not remember that was last year. Yeah. It was, like, the end of last year. Yeah. Um, but just, like, looking over this list, like you said, for me, it feels like a genre year, kind of like mm-hmm. you were saying. It's like... Like if the I don't give a damn about the Grammys, but it's like if the the main like if Taylor Swift or whoever the pop people are that are absolutely awful, like aren't there or like didn't do anything interesting. But if like the country and the and the hard rock and the hard like and all like the weird subgenres had amazing music, I think that's more interesting than like good job Taylor Swift made a new album, right? Because right. I'm looking at like stuff we've noticed like Far Cry New Dawn came out this year, Wolfenstein Youngblood, um. Blair Witch, Luigi's Mansion, like there's just a crazy amount of games on here that people really, really dig. That yeah, you're right. None of those are AAA, you know, casual gamers going to run out and buy. But like, there's games if you're into the specific random stuff, you'd love it. Like, how did D- DMC Five and Sekiro came out? What like a month away from each other? Mm-hmm. Like that's not that's not a thing that happens a lot. Like Fire Emblem. And Super Mario Maker 2 came out, like, a month away from each other. Like, that is insane. Like, does everyone forget, like, Mortal Kombat came out this year? That Like, Kingdom Hearts 3 was this year? Like, it's... I don't see how you say it's a bad year. Yeah, RE2 Remake? Like, I don't see... It's not a bad year. Yeah, you do not have Red Dead. I would agree with that 100%, but... I'd make the argument that every month there was uh, at least one great game. A game that I would categorize as great. You know, like, a game that you could recommend to... A decent swath of people you know what i mean there are some niche things but um like i i don't feel like at any point there there was like a lull where i got comfortable where uh, you know i was like all right time to dig into the backlog which usually happens like that i anticipate that happening for me by the way once we you know cross over into january february so we hit march um you know this year but it's a good good problem to have yeah it's like a backlog year that you you really miss because like if your backlog year for last year it would have been what spider-man would have been your quote-unquote backlog game that year because it's Mm -hmm. like the third biggest thing but like this year there's tons like black friday should have been great for a lot of people this year if they had paid attention to this stuff um you know everything but souls games was really good this year so dig all that yeah um i mean 100 percent. we had security i'm making fun of souls people by the way Oh, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel, yeah. I mean, and you know, I I would argue, in in large part, I feel like it's kind of the return of like the, the what I you know, I guess what used to be kind of the double A game, right? Like I feel like Outer Worlds and Control, um, having played both of those, like having beat Outer Worlds, and I'm probably like sixty percent through Control, from what I could tell, like looking at the just list of like you know how many missions there are um and that's not a knock against either of those games i really enjoyed my time with those games but it's kind of refreshing to have a game where i'm like all right i can temper my expectations a bit i know what i'm in for you know to some extent like it takes a little bit of the pressure off where like when i sat down to play god of war after like reading all the reviews ahead of time or like red dead redemption just because that's such a um expectation that kind of comes with that that baggage you know for for better or worse that comes with those games it was nice to just kind of sit down with no expectation or very tempered expectations and just enjoy something without feeling like 
I'm going to be, uh, I don't know, judged for liking or disliking, uh, you know, the game. Um, I, I, and you know, for that reason, I'm kind of dreading playing death stranding because I, you know, I, I want to talk about that in our game of the year discussion, but I feel like I've had so much external influence and that game is so divisive. Like, I don't know, it's going to be hard to have a pure opinion about that game. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Oh, go ahead, man. Oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it, just kind of going down the list, and yeah, I, I double checked. I think the, the IGN highest scores, there was a lot of nine fives, man. There's a lot of nine fives. You got um, Sekiro, uh, Beat Saber, Super Mario Maker, Final Fantasy, uh, Expansion, Fire Emblem, um, you know, and a lot of solid nines. You got Borderlands 3, Gears 5. I mean, I I don't know how you can, how you can fucking bitch about like what uh, uh about what's been out this year, man. Like, and I think I think there are some masterpieces, really. Like, I, I think Sekiro, obviously, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that game, and I don't, and I'm, and I personally didn't enjoy really any of the Dark Souls games, but for me, that game brought out something that was new, like relatively new, and in my opinion, that's probably the best sword fighting combat i've ever seen in any video game and the countering aspect to it is probably the best thing that i've ever seen as well um so you know i i don't i don't know i don't know where where all that comes from i personally um i'm happy with with things either way i probably enjoy having more content to play um than last year because i feel like last year the only thing that really stuck to stuck out for me was God of War, Red Dead, and um and just playing Destiny. I don't know that anything else really stuck out significantly enough other than that. But this year I feel like I have so much more things um that I got that I got to play that I really enjoyed. They might not be perfect games or or hold the candle to those two games, but um you know, it lasted throughout the entire year instead of it being you know having some lulls in content yeah i i think like like you hit the nail on the head it's just it was nice to just have something solid whatever my mood wherever i you know was in the calendar year like having something to play that like you said like you enjoyed right um i i think i a lot of this stems from back-to-back years where Again, you had Breath of the Wild and then, you know, God of War and Red Dead Redemption and, uh, you know, some other big AAA games. I think, uh, I don't know, it seems like subconsciously people just expected that that was going to be every year from now on or that any year that wasn't that was going to pale by comparison. You know, I think next year will be another year like that, assuming that Cyberpunk, Last of Us Part 2 and maybe even the new Halo, uh, if that actually does come out next year, um, and they reboot it in a way that's interesting, like you know, a la God of War, um, it could be another year like that where uh, you've got more of those big, 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 big games. Although the calendar is also looking pretty stacked in between those releases too, but um, I think it's okay. I think you know, as, as a gamers and a community. We've got to all learn um, to to be okay with games that aren't, you know, masterpieces and that gaming is still enjoyable even when something isn't a masterpiece. Like, I think I've enjoyed 
this year's made me a, a much better um, critical thinker when it comes to talking about video games. Like I've enjoyed, this has been a great year to launch a podcast for me because I'm, I'm evaluating, you know, games that do have flaws and strengths. And it's been really cool to talk through that stuff. Whereas like, I don't know, I think when you have a game that is just so perfect or close to perfect, like, like a God of War, Red Dead Redemption, it's fun to gush about it for a while, but um, it's not as interesting to talk about. Yeah, I also found myself not even having having enough time to play all the things that I wanted to play this year. Like, I haven't gotten a chance to play Devil May Cry. Um, you know, I would have, I didn't, I only played a little bit of um, uh, of Gears. Um, didn't get into Borderlands Three, and I'm just saying, like, if you are just like, I felt like a year like this uh, uh, appealed to anyone, like. There's no way that if you could call yourself a gamer of any level, right, whether you're casual, hardcore, or whatever, and not find, you know, at least two or three games that you really enjoyed this year. And the same can't be said for many other years, man. Like, um, there there was something for everybody this entire year. I I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I think this, you know, people will look fondly back. And again, because it, you know, it is at that weird, like sunsetting year of the, you know, one console generation that's kind of fading into another. And you have things like Game Pass and um, just, like I said, a lot of interesting stuff. I I think this has in particular been one of the best years for indies in a long time as well. Again, even if you don't have perfect indies, like had a lot of innovative games this year. Um, You know, things like Outer Wilds, while it didn't obviously I don't think click for anybody in our group was still a very interesting concept. And I like that stuff like that exists and gets turned out because I think like that, even if it's not a game that works for everybody, like it pushes the medium forward and I think inspires a lot of creativity um, for other indie developers and even AAA developers, you know, you, you'll see things like a walking simulator influence AAA games, you know, two or three years after that becomes a thing. So um, Bobby, you, uh, what about you, man? What's your experience been? I know you. We've talked and joked a couple times about how much you have and uh, cellophane still. So I'm assuming you probably agree with us that there's plenty to play, not enough time to play it. <laughs> yeah, I've almost played a lot of games this year. We're almost finished. <laughs> uh, Uncultured for two. I started. Yeah, yeah. I think my new show should just be called "Getting Started and Moving On" because. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, Borderlands Three, I did all that. Uh, you really like that game, right? Like you, you were. I in did. It. I oh, I was in it to win it. Yeah, and then uh, I beat that all the way. Um, I tried to. Uh, I did the Red Dead Redemption Two. I tried that. Started that for a little while, which I enjoyed. And everybody told me I was going backwards. Uh, that I shouldn't even play the first one. Uh, but yeah, Spider Man. I'd still like to play that. That uh, that has some fresh cellophane. Uh, I hear it's good. I've heard good things. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely a lot more indies. I think I played uh, than most of the other games. Because uh, even the uh, Plants vs Zombies game that was fun. I like that one. Um, but I do have something I would like a gripe about for 2019. Uh, by all means, man. It doesn't which, have to be which, which it just <laughs> happened. Uh, I think it was last night. Uh, Rocket League, who is now owned by Fortnite. <laughs> oh, Epic. Uh, bought, oh um, they bought, uh, what's the name of the company? Psyonix. Psyonix, yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, so they did. I didn't hear that. 
Oh yeah, they bought. I think they bought them last year, and they like. Oh, maybe that's why. They said that they're doing a new update, so they got rid of crates. So the crates were, if you opened up a crate, you got a reward, and usually it was a dollar to open each crate. Uh, but now uh, they give you blueprints that show you which you can make, but <laughs> the value to make each of these things is the most asinine thing I've ever seen in my life. Is it, it's like the lower tier items. They I think they range from three dollars to ten dollars just to make one like decal for a car or or tires or any other. I mean, which gives you no benefit whatsoever. It's just to look pretty, like uh, Fortnite characters. Uh, and now it's like the 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 most uh, the highest tier items are like twenty dollars each, which is like buying another video game to have a a different color car or something like that. And it's just, it's outrageous. I don't, it makes no sense. It's not unique to that game, by the way. We've seen some controversies with Apex Legends. Um, yeah. And uh, I feel like there was one other developer. I'm I mean, blanking. I don't know about it. Fortnite's literally done that forever, where like you can just buy a rare set that's like 20 bucks. Yeah, see, that's what, but see, the problem is that everybody was so used to the way it used to be where you would just get rewards. Oh yeah, changing it in the middle is, but is they change, crazy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you type in Rocket League anywhere right now, and you will not see. There's no happiness anywhere. Even the pro players have have voiced concerns. So I don't. It's just dumb. It's a, they're not going to get the money that they think they're going to get off of this because uh, even the underground, like where people were trading and stuff, their prices have like doubled and tripled. It's ridiculous. It's it's the dumbest move ever. And I don't care. I'm going to keep playing it because I'm just not going to buy anything. But. But man, it's just they they changed the the keys were what you used to unlock the crates, and now they're credits, so they basically turned into V bucks, and it just it really just killed the the social aspect of the game a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's always a bummer, man, for sure. Like, I mean, anything, um, you know, I, I hold up Overwatch as an example all the time of a game that just does it so right. Um, I've spent money in that store before and it's always been as a tip like a way to reward the developers and tell them like hey i appreciate this free content that i get all the time yeah i appreciate that i'm i can earn stuff in the game you know what i've gotten three heroes and two new maps or whatever uh in the last like six months like here's you know 15 bucks or whatever like um and i don't really care about like there's so i have so many different outfits and cosmetics and things if I never got another one, it wouldn't really make much of a difference to me. Like I enjoy playing that game to play the game, not to look cool necessarily. Um, yeah. There's the occasional cool costume, but um, but yeah, man. Like I, I hold them up as a developer that does it correct, you know, correctly, and I hope that someday uh, that gets figured out because it, it it really can put a damper on what is otherwise a really you know great game. Like I get that they want to make money. I don't begrudge them that. I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do it, and. Uh, I wish sometimes they put more thought and had a more conversation around it. So very true. But uh, you know, that actually jogs something uh, loose. I, I think uh, aside from the, the games that came out this year, something else that is really worth mentioning and talking about briefly is the amount of walls that came down this year between platforms. I think this has been one of the most positive years for um, intercompany relationships, uh, whether it's Microsoft and Nintendo or Microsoft and Sony, um, you know, crossplay becoming a thing that I, I feel like is inevitable that's going to be standard very soon. Cross uh, save, obviously, for a lot of games. Um, 
Microsoft uh, assisting Sony next gen with some of their cloud um, processing stuff. Nintendo having Microsoft games on the platform. I just think in general, it's been a very interesting and positive year where you see companies still embracing the competition, sure, of being competitors in the same space, but also uh, cheering each other on on Twitter and doing what they can to to have things that are consumer friendly to allow people to play together on separate platforms if they want things like that. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Do you agree? Uh, it's crazy that literally everything's back on Steam now, like Microsoft, EA, I think Ubi or no, Ubi still has that. Yeah. I guess Epic Store is the only thing that people are still mad on PC, but they do have a lot more stuff on Steam now, which a lot of people are happy about. Mm-hmm. So it is nice when people play nice together because I don't have any real loyalties. You know, I have a place where I prefer to play. Honestly, it's like where your friends play at. And that's where, because I've always owned most consoles anyways. So when it makes it easier on me as a consumer, I'm not mad about it. So like, keep it up. I just think removing barriers, you know, is such a great thing for for players like it's great to know other than you know maybe the occasional exclusive you don't have to sweat making the choice um you know moving forward hopefully like division two you can just play with everybody on every console and it's fine or you know the next destiny game you know um if if they unlock cross play on top of the cross say that they already have um I just I think it's it's great. I hope they continue that trend. Like it, uh, last, I think it was just last year at the Game Awards, uh, Jeff Keighley brought out uh, Phil Spencer, Sean Layden, and uh, who was the representative? Was it Reggie Bizame? I think it was Reggie, right, for Nintendo, um, out on stage, and that was a really cool moment. I think kind of you know a nice symbolic gesture that kicked off this year with that kind of mentality. All I've right. enjoyed the crossplay. I just don't like that. PC players think they're so much better than everybody else. Well, I mean, demonstrably, mouse and keyboard is better than, you know, controller. But uh, yeah, I think as long as you can opt out of that, like, yeah. um, Or I think, is it Modern Warfare that does uh, matchmaking according to input device? So if you want to play mouse and keyboard on your Xbox, you can play with PC people if you want, um, but it'll pull you out of the pool of controller people. I think that's cool. I don't see that. I think it, it calls. It calls you out like it'll have a little symbol next to you um showing you what you're using mm-hmm. you can see that in the lobby um i don't know if that's if anything has changed i haven't played it in a little bit but i do know you can you know you can opt into the cross play it would be cool i really wish there was an option for you to just say xbox and playstation um I, 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 it's either you cross play with everybody or none at all I wish you could limit it to to consoles because yeah, you do have a bit of an unfair advantage um with the PC. Yeah, uh, absolutely and I think that's something that'll get perfected over time. It's just exciting that it's there and it's happening and when you know, when a company like Activision takes a step like it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's something you got to give to Fortnite, though, because they started that shit, right? Like, yeah, I was they, about to say, it's all Fortnite, baby. Yeah. They, they just <laughs> hey, Rocket League had it first. Oh, did they? Rocket League did the crossplay first with PC Accidentally, and with big air quotes, yes. Um, yeah. I, right. I mean... Fortnite, but Fortnite definitely put it all out there. They yeah. Mobile, Switch, even the Switch is in there, right? I mean, you know, I'm not a fan of that game, but they that, that was definitely... Um, 
trailblazing moment for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know. So yeah, I think there's been a lot of great things about this year. Can anybody else think of anything, whether it's you know, particular game or achievement in gaming of 2019 that, uh, you know, you would hold up as a reason why this year is, is uh, maybe not as bad as it seems at first glance. I'd say that the NCAA is finally uh, caving and we <laughs> might get a football game next year. It'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but true. also a side note, uh, apparently Doug Flutie's maximum football 2019 is coming out next year, which is, it's what? very interesting, and it's a price point of twenty bucks. It it's it's hysterical. I mean, it looks like an arcade football game, but it's <laughs> bring I, back blitz. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say oh, if you did it like blitz, blitz style, like that, that would have. Uh, I feel like that'd be different enough to compete, and people would probably go crazy for it. Yeah, I mean, I also I mean, Chris, you you I think you you nailed it with the Game Pass stuff. I don't think I. I think that is such an underrated part of 2019, man. Is is what they've done with Game Pass and how that's how that's elevated and how they basically gave it away because they're so con- they were like I feel like they were so confident in the product that they were going to be dishing out this year that that whole special they had over the summer, which I think they they put it again in the fall. Mm-hmm, but you could basically convert your already you know paid Xbox Live membership for one dollar to have it and. You know, so I I basically am gonna have Game Pass free for like a total of like eight months or something like that, um, and it's been great. I mean, it's awesome getting um, getting all that content. I mean, obviously the um, the Outer Worlds was a really fun game for the people who loved Gears that as well. Um, yeah, man, I feel like they they put their money where their mouth is. They knew that they were gonna deliver on this product. Basically, gave it away to everyone. And I think they got me, man. I'm. I think I'm gonna pay whatever I gotta pay. Um, yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> not like having it moving forward because even the stuff that like isn't successful that or things well, it's not successful things that I don't enjoy personally, like Outer Wilds. Like, I mean, I was only out my time. Like, I didn't spend any money on that. Like, just to be able to pop in and try something. Yeah, and even like some of the older games, you know, for backlogs. Like, I'm much more hesitant to buy a game that I think might end up on there. Uh, if I think it may end up there, and I don't have time to play it now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I, I got to see um, what it costs for like a year because I've always been someone that would buy the one year memberships like third party and get them for like under forty bucks. Yeah. So I got to see what kind of options they have for that because I I don't like the idea personally of playing of paying what uh, fifteen bucks a month. That's um, that's for the ultimate. So you get Game Pass. Xbox Live and Game Pass on PC for fifteen. Oh, what is it? What is it for? Just Game Pass. Mm, that I don't 10. know. Ten. Ten. Yeah, Ten. and I wonder what it would be for the year because then it's like, I mean, it's still worth it because figure I pay for like forty bucks a year for Xbox Live at the most, and what if you know another ten bucks a month and end up be paying like what a hundred and twenty. Well, yeah. yeah. If you do yeah. the math, you it's. If you get Game Pass Ultimate for fifteen bucks a month, it's what a gold would cost you if you paid it the normal price for gold for the year. And Game Pass is the normal price. You're just you're pretty much getting the PC stuff for free and the Ultimate Edition of games for free. Yeah. So it's like when my gold ran out, I was like, I'm just gonna go to Ultimate because it's what I would pay anyways, and now I get extra stuff. Yeah, I gotta see what's up. Um, either way, I'm you know you split it with a someone doing on the Xbox share. It's 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 not too bad. I don't have a PC, but. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's been great. Like I'm definitely gonna have it for a time. I could see myself maybe getting it on or off if I end up doing something monthly, depending on how much I'm into it. But but I mean, it's been awesome, and it's really delivered this year. And if you think about it, it's it's what the it's maybe the cost of one video game for an entire mm-hmm. year. So. Yep um it's not it's not and all their first party games moving forward halo forza day and date on game pass early access if there's like that as as a thing like they did with uh gears like crazy like that's insane yeah yeah man it's it's awesome bro yeah we i love game pass of course because i'm mostly xbox but even for like uh ps now I think it. Uh, whoever wants to correct me can correct me. I believe it went down to ten dollars from where it used to be twenty a month. It correct? It did. Yeah, yes. it went down. Yeah. See, and that's that was my only problem with PS Now because it's like there's a lot of cool. I mean, you get to stream whatever. My internet's good enough for that. And they put God of War and they put all those games on there temporarily. You can download like, now, by the way. Oh, you, you can download everything. You don't have. To I know it was like mm-hmm. PS3. You had to whatever. Yeah. So like even for I don't know about for this gen if that service is going to mean anything, but I would love for PS Now going into 2020 to just get better and better and more on parity with Game Pass, and like if everyone can just play together and we all have awesome options to play a bunch of games for cheap, like I, I'm not mad at options. No, I think just everything in the world right now, even outside the realm of video games, seems to be going to service based. You know, look at things like Netflix and, you know, Game Pass and there's fucking subscription boxes for clothes and food and, you know, like it's just a service based world. So it's cool to see the video game world adapting with that and creating a, a, a good value, you know, for people that don't mind, uh, I don't know, experiencing video games like that or having that as an option, like you said. So, Speaking of options, I opened my Google Stadia and played destiny and it was no different than playing on anything else very cool yeah um you got the founders edition then with the controller and the chromecast ultra or whatever it was yes very cool very cool tell Um, me everything about uh, your experience specifically that was it uh and a few words that was i uh i literally it was so confusing there was you stopped Yeah, it was. There was an app for your phone, uh, the Stadia app for your phone. Like that's your, your like store and everything. Like I thought it was all going to be like on there, kind of like you know everybody else has their XMB, but no, it's literally just whatever games you have is on your your screen, Um, and then you have to go to your phone for everything if you want to buy a new game or do whatever. But uh, I I think there was three free games. uh, Crap, what was the one? there's like a Samurai Tomb- Showdown or something, right? Yeah, Samurai well. Showdown, Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. um, and Destiny 2 was what came with the Founders Edition, which I love the cross save, by the way, because uh, I was glad that I could just use my characters and try to play. I did play PvP on um, it, and it, it there didn't seem to be many people playing that, because uh, it took a long time to get people to uh, get into a... Uh, like a six v six match, it took it took a little bit, it took a little little time. But uh, other than that, that's uh, yeah, it's just another way to play that I didn't need, but I got it. Um, so yeah, that's Google Stadia twenty nineteen. Very cool. Probably Bobby Miller's impressions of Google Stadia. <laughs> I played it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's- uh, keep us updated if you you know buy like any other games on there or or to test anything out or. If anything of note happens, for sure. Like yeah, uh, I think they they bought 
if I remember correctly, I think Google or Stadia, I don't know which one is the real one that owns it, but uh, I think that they bought a, uh, a studio, so they might be coming out with their own first-party stuff, which would be interesting. Yeah, supposedly, because they uh, picked up, oh gosh, what is her name? She's a big Microsoft um, oh, exec from way back. Oh my goodness, I'm having a total brain fart. Adam, help me out. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not know. <laughs> I know Bonnie um, Ross from 343, and that's all I know. Ah, uh, God damn it. Uh, keep keep talking. Hold on. I, I'm going to look this up because it was a pretty good get. I mean, to I mean to be fair. Uh, yeah, no, Google's been building out that team for sure. Um, I kind of hope they stick with it because, uh, you know, remember Google Plus? They built up a bunch of people for that and that never went anywhere. Um, oh, God, no. But I just hope the streaming future. Like I, I'm glad that you like that you like Stadia and it's working for you. Um, yep. Also, the uh, XCloud stuff comes with Game Pass Ultimate, George. So that's another thing they throw in. Which again, I've loved and it's worked great. So streaming future and crossplay, like let's get to it. Yeah, I'd, I'd suggest everything uh, except for PS Now. I uh, no, it it <laughs> no, it wasn't that great. I I bought it twice. Um, I had it when it was on the Vita and I loved it. Because you could stream from the Vita, which, you know, Vita didn't really have that many games. So when you got to do it on PS Now, it was a lot better. Uh, but uh, PS Now is not anywhere near where it, it should be anywhere. It's just the latency is awful. And uh, most of the games, you either have to download them or, or it'll stream it to uh, even play it. Uh, the... Uh studio um had uh jade raymond is who they picked up from ubisoft so uh lead producer on assassin's creed uh one two bloodlines the splinter cell blacklist watchdogs um and then uh da, 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 she was um the person that formed motive studios um and was in charge of visceral games that was working on that amy henning star wars game that got canceled um so like she's definitely a heavy header like she's probably seen and seen a lot of things learned a lot so i think uh somebody obviously not risk adverse would be very cool to see um you know what she ends up doing over there yeah i think it's interesting all the stuff that google has been buying lately like i think they bought fitbit i know they took over i have the nest cameras in my house and the doorbell uh they took over nest so i'm i'm hoping that that Google Stadia is going to go kind of a VR route. Hopefully not Nintendo's way with cardboard boxes, but uh, I hope they, they do a good VR. Maybe something more if they got like a wristband on or something, they'd be pretty cool uh, because they bought Fitbit. But that's just further, further down the road if they last as long as they should. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like all, all this boils down to uh, while cloud gaming, I, I think we all agree, is not there yet. Like it's an impressive first step. You know, uh, it's a, it's cool to see that it's out there, and you know, with Xbox, you can play it uh, like in you know the, the very large, but still technically closed beta, and then Stadia. You know, um, who we all I think would agree should have called it beta testing or you know a pilot program, or whatever. Um, but still, just the fact that that stuff's out there, and um, again, you know, infrastructure will only get better from here. Um, you know, I imagine that. It'll be very exciting to see what that landscape looks like, you know, two or three years down the road. Um, especially, like I said, um, I think last episode, um, I can certainly imagine myself being in a situation where I've got my Xbox One X, 
uh maybe i buy the playstation 5 and if like x cloud is out and about and i can play first party xbox games and it's included with my you know x cloud subscription um and even if like my base console can't handle them like being able to play them through x cloud would be pretty fucking sweet um you know giving myself an extra year where i don't have to buy you know that next gen console um i'm probably kidding myself i imagine i'll probably have both of those uh by christmas and next year but because i'm de- de- degenerate but um but yeah i could see that going that route as well um let's move into uh what we've been playing um lately right the year's winding down i know we've been uh well it sounds like had a bit of a black friday haul um i've talked to you guys off mic a good bit um but uh who wants to go first on, on this side? I know we got lots to report on everything from Pokemon to Katana Zero uh, to Control. So um, who wants to start? Uh, I'll go uh, first, go if you it, don't man. mind, George. And I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, for me, uh, man, I've been playing again. I play so much things. I've uh, been trying to catch up again, prepare for Game of the Year stuff. So yeah, Black Friday, I got Control. Um, some more small stuff for myself. Finished Pokemon. You know, I'm trying to get through everything that people cared about this year. I bought Dark Souls Remastered. You know, I make fun of Souls people, but I think I'm going to give that game another shot. And uh, yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses is the one I'm going to try to get through in the next few weeks. I think that's what I'm going to go for first. Because from what people say and from what I've played, it's been pretty good. So that's really been it for me. Yep, I um, I I haven't finished Fire Emblem, but I've been also playing that. I'll just hop in for a second to say, like, it's long. so. Be prepared, but I'm I'm glad somebody else in our group's playing it. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you uh, what you think of it as a veteran. Um, go ahead, George, and go next if you want, man. Yeah, I mean for for me, I just wrapped up uh, Fallen Order and the main story of Pokemon, and currently playing Katana Zero. So um, I did want to jump into a couple thoughts on those games. So I mean, Fallen Order we we talked a good bit about. So you know, not nothing really changed as far as my my opinion on it, the ending was was great. A lot of fun. Can't wait for the next one, if there's the next one. As far as Pokemon goes, <clears throat> I've finished the main campaign, the main story. There's a whole endgame story, and obviously then the quest on catching everything. Um, so there's definitely some stuff I'm a little disappointed on. I, I really enjoyed it. It was super nostalgic. really brought me back. The story was, was cool. Um, the issues that I had with the game and, and, um, there may, there may be some spoilers here. Chris, you said you didn't mind. And I think the rest of the guys beat it. No, don't mind Um, at all. So the game was really easy. Um, again, I haven't played and feel free to jump in at any point, Bobby, but the game, I haven't really hadn't played these Pokemon games since the, the originals, maybe a generation after. Um, and I just remember getting my ass kicked. I remember Gary whooping my ass. I remember the Elite Four whooping my ass. I remember getting my ass kicked at gyms and having to go back and grind. Now, I don't know. I don't know if it's me. It could be that I was fucking 12 at the time and I just sucked at video games. <laughs> um, but, but I look, up until I beat the main campaign and I did not lose a single battle. Not a single battle, not, nor was I even in trouble for a single battle. Um, I had the fact that your rival... Uh, he oh, ends up, he, you know, he he's kind of annoying, but oh, my God. Uh, yes, tr- yeah. traditionally, your rival always picks the Pokemon that has uh, that you're weak against. 
Yep. Um, but this time he picked one that is weak against you, which basically makes him a non-factor and completely unthreatening. Um, and yet he has all the confidence in the world. Yeah. Like he has all the confidence in the world. And like, you know, I, I found myself in too many occasions taking one Pokemon and wiping the entire opposing team. Um, so the game definitely catered to a more casual audience. I really, really wish the game had a little bit more of a challenge that it was more difficult. Maybe that'll come in the end game campaign. I don't know. Um, but I really didn't have trouble with anything, which was unfortunate. Um, you know, it's very easy to level. I, I don't know how if they've done this in recent games, but now like all you know, all your Pokemon, even the ones that don't battle, get XP. Not as much as the ones that do battle, but they're kind of all chugging along. And the whole Pokejobs thing makes it easy to also level up um, other Pokemon that aren't even in your party. I mean, that was kind of cool, but I just wish there was more challenge. Uh, I enjoyed the journey, the story, and getting there. Um, I thought it lacked a real, a real villain until the literally the last, what, maybe five minutes of the main campaign is when you actually got a villain. Um, yeah. Even though I kind of suspected that's where it would go. Um, you know, there really wasn't that Team Rocket feel. You didn't have, you know, you don't get to catch the legendary Pokemon before you finish the main campaign. Um, you don't have, like, those those moments from the from the first couple games where you had to kind of go through, like, a little mini, like, I don't know, dun- like, dungeon to, I don't know. I just, it, it, it lacked a little bit of that. That's probably what kept it from being a 10, in my opinion. It was an excellent game, and I loved it. Um, I loved every bit of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, it just, it could have been more challenging in that aspect for sure. Um, what did you, what did you think about it, Bobby? I, I, I agree a hundred percent with everything you said. I, I found it also to be very easy. I think it was, it was what I believe Pokemon, what was it? The Go, Eevee and Pikachu should have been, uh, it's, it. Hop was annoying as all hell. I don't. Uh, I didn't understand. He must have got a lot of participation trophies because he uh, <laughs> he just kept coming back and coming back and losing. And oh my, he just <laughs> yeah, he just kept losing. Uh, and even at the 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 after story mission, like he lost to the shield head, like or depending on where I guess. Yeah. Like come on, man! Like seriously, give the guy something. Uh, but um, <clears throat> it, I I enjoyed. I'm still playing it now, trying to catch. Uh, more of the the trophies, uh, not trophies, the Pokemon uh, that I did not realize. I was just trying to uh, like get through the game a little bit quicker. Uh, but then I, I caught myself like I think the problem that I had is I leveled up too much before, and I, I like you, I never lost in a battle ever. I've lost dens like trying to catch the Pokemon's in the dens, uh, but I I never lost against any rival. They weren't that hard at all, which surprises me. I thought I was going to have to grind and level up. That's why I did. Yep. Uh, and and then I just you know one or two Pokemon in, and I I wiped them all out. And I'm like, man, what the hell? But even catching the Pokemon is easy. It's like you you throw these specialized balls, and it's like think think catch. And I'm just like, really? I didn't have to fight it or do anything, but. It does get harder for. I used to got harder for me towards the end, like the last couple of badges to catch wild Pokemon. I was having them like pop out of the Ultra Balls and whatnot. Yes. Um, yeah, man. The game was just like it was just 
it was just so easy. And another thing that bothered me is I was really disappointed that I don't, I don't remember if Leon in the final battle had it, but I don't think any trainer that I fought, including Leon in the last battle, ever had a full roster. I don't think that any of them ever had six Pokemon. No, like, yeah, there was always like a space missing. Yeah, like, and every gym leader, like, had just three or four, which was like, man, of course I'm going to win. I've got six. Even if I, like, <laughs> completely shit the bed on three of them, I've still, yeah. you know, outnumbered. I feel like every, maybe the first or second one, maybe not, but I feel like every gym leader should have six Pokemon. You know, like, it should be a fucking battle, and I should have to go and grind if I'm not, if I'm not strong enough, for sure. So, you know, but, like, the game has so much content. Like, I've, I just beat the main campaign and I've logged about forty hours in the game so far. So isn't that crazy? Like I, I've enjoyed it. I, I I didn't even know you got the the bike till later. Like I wish I'd have known that earlier because walking was a pain in the butt. But, yeah, yeah. I hope but, we're not uh, discouraging you, Chris, because I know that you were thinking about picking it up. But um, no, not. I mean, not not in the least. Like it's one of those things. To it's really going to come down to more. Uh, you know, time, uh, death training will be kind of my next thing up so I can at least have yeah, 15, 20 hours before oh, God, we do proper that. game of the, the year conversation. So I can weigh in, you know, and, and I feel like, yeah. while I won't be able to speak to the game as a whole, like from start to finish, I should have a good, a good enough idea of how I feel about it, you know, in terms of like giving impressions or whatever. But, um, but no, man, um, I think there's still a very good chance that like again, post holidays and all this other stuff, like that could be a game that I pick up and give a shot to um, before the things heat back up in, in March. Um, yeah, drag is dogma, but anyways, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's look, man, the game is the game is great. It's really there's a lot of content, a lot of good content, and you can play as much or as little as you want. You know, you can, you don't have to, you know, spend hours and hours trying to catch Pokemon like your brother's been doing, but. Uh, <laughs> You can you can you know play the you can kind of mainline the story and and do some stuff on the side and it'd be a, a cool experience and then you you know you get into it as much as you want like you could play that game for twenty minutes and be cool you could play it for hours so definitely recommend it even if you if you're not into it like I literally haven't touched them since the first couple that came out um and I and I thought it was a lot of fun but but yeah I dig it man it's just I wish I hope the next one is a little bit more challenging um you know. I wonder if they're going to do like a, uh, what was it, the Pokemon Platinum, where they like took the best out of Sword and, well, in this case, Sword and Shield, and they came out with a, another one that kind of combined them and made it more competitive, like more of a complete game. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But there's like 400 Pokemon in this, so I, for me, I haven't seen that many, so it seems, it seems like more than enough. Uh, I wish the, the original three at the very yes. least in the game and that you could get them early on mm-hmm. but you know i get it i also thought the starting pokemon here were not that were not that compelling but i definitely grew to like the one that i chose which one uh, did you choose i chose uh score bunny, score bunny? Oh, okay so i ended up growing to like it but uh but yeah hopefully the next one's more challenging um and hopefully there's a lot more stuff here um in the end game um that i'm looking forward to but other than that to kind of be a little bit more brief, been playing uh, a good bit of Katana Zero. I'm guessing I'm a little more than halfway through that game. And um, 
finally got around to picking it up. It was pretty cheap. I think it was under 10 bucks. I had some like points there, so I paid like four or five bucks for it. Um, and I, I've been enjoying it, man. Like, I haven't played a game like that probably since like Super Nintendo, man. Like, a platformer like that. Um, I've always been kind of bougie about it. I'm like, man, I need, I need 3D models. I need all these graphics and all that stuff. I didn't think that I'd enjoy it. Um, but I have, man. It's been, it's been pretty cool. I think it's a, the, the combat is pretty cool. It's fun. It's simple. You can kind of pick it up and put it down. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. I haven't played an indie game probably ever. I don't know. Um, it's never really been my thing. Never, it's like called to me. But I'm glad I, I got around to playing this one because it's been it's been cool. Um, I do have a couple complaints. Like I, I'm not like a big story guy, especially for a game like like this. I kind of just want to play the action. You know, I just kind of want to get straight into the levels and be able to play that continuously. So I was surprised at how deep the dialogue and the you know the cutscene type things are. Like they're interesting. It's not that it's bad. I just you know, when I was thinking that this was like a Mega Man type game that I would just kind of get in, you know, get in and just get right to the action. But there are, you know, th- those breaks. Um, cool for story, but not for someone like me that just wants to fucking just get to it and just, just oh, start. See, I I love the story. Like, that. Like I, yeah. there was a point. Have you gotten to the interrogation scene? Um, I don't want to, like, spoil anything for you if you haven't got there yet. Where you're, like, tied to a chair? Um... The only thing I remember being tied to a chair was when I guess he was having a flashback of being injected with that drug. Mm, so there's a character who's interrogating you. Um, and uh, like the, the dialogue choices play into the game mechanics, like with the fact that like you, you're kind of pre you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. I remember, I remember okay. being, like tied onto a chair and being like, being talked to and then injected with some shit but i think it was a flashback it was like him and a friend um i i i don't know you know this is definitely somebody is like trying to get information out of you um so i I won't spoil that for you like that's the moment in the game especially where like everything that happens past that like in that moment where i was like holy shit like they are it's a very creative way that they tie in the mechanics of the game where like you can kind of see the future to affect the present and you know you're like every death that you have in the game is basically not you actually dying but you envisioning one way of doing something and like it not going right and so like when you start back over you're not being resurrected you're just like you're choosing another path like kind of mentally yeah. like or looking at like, kind of like doctor strange you know like with fucking end game so um it's really cool like and it gets more interesting as you go on like i um so i i think the story like kind of see it through like you'll be surprised at how deep it is and how kind of poignant it is um, That's I think. I think. I think it's like. I think it's like a. It was like a shock to my brain because I was just expecting a game. You know, it'd be level one, level two, level like. It, I thought it just. You know, it's just gonna be like like just playing Mega Man or some shit like that. You know, um, I didn't expect it to have that in depth dialogue and then and then like I caught myself at first wanting to blitz through it, but then like kind of reading it, and then the fact that I had choices and all that stuff in my responses. Like, I just, I wasn't expecting that at all. So, you know, trying to, to appreciate it a little bit more in that regard, because I, I guess I had mentally prepared for something else, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it was, it, it's a pleasant surprise for sure. But there are some parts where I just kind of want to get into the action, man. I just yeah. want to fucking just swing shit around, uh, but it, but it's cool, man. And it's cool recommendations some that are like a little longer, you know, and then you'll kill the first couple guys. Then you have to figure out how to 
chain and kill the last one. Pretty cool. If you end up enjoying that and you want to scratch that itch again sometime in the future, um, it inspired me to repurchase Hotline Miami, which I haven't put, hadn't played in a while um, because that collection was super cheap. I was like half off on the Switch. They had one and two. Um, it's similar in that like, you know, you take one hit from something and you die and you're kind of spawn right back in the action. And it also has a very strange, weird story and it's like super violent. Um, so that and then the messenger if you want a really great game like it starts off like 8-bit style and it's like linear um and it's really funny actually there's a lot of like really goofy like just great jokes like a lot of gags in that game are great and then it's cool because like at the halfway point like it switches from 8-bit to 16-bit graphics so it's like from nes to snes and then it it becomes a like uh super metroid style game where like instead of just going straight to the level, now you're like opening, like you, there's all these paths that you didn't realize when you were first playing the game and it seemed very straightforward that were like off and that because you get some new powers, like you can go places you didn't even know were there. So it's, that's a really cool game, um, The Messenger. Yeah. So, I will yeah. say I, I rarely use the um, the slowdown thing. I've been doing most of You will <laughs> when you get to the end. Yeah, yeah. there's like, I there's some bits. I was the same way, yeah. I was mostly just rolling around and just... The the just swinging swinging the katana just seems so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And you can still do that a lot towards the end, but like there's a couple of bits where you have to like just the because of like the sheer number of enemies and like how everything's laid out. But um, but yeah, cool. Um, so I guess I'll just pop in uh, and just enter since I'm interjected there. Uh, I'm like sixty percent of the way through Control. Uh, really liking it. I don't love any of the mechanics, including the combat in that game. If I'm being honest, like they're fun for a while, and then they kind of, uh, I got I've gotten burned out on pretty much all the of that stuff. Um, but I really am enjoying. I think one of the strengths of this game, and it probably be something that, from the sound of it, maybe you wouldn't like as much. Uh, George is like just walking around and like reading files and like watching videotapes and listening to audio logs and just seeing all the weird shit is like really cool. Like it's a neat place. Like it reminds me of Beetlejuice a little bit. Like when they go to that, like the afterlife or whatever, and they're walking around that building and they're just seeing all kinds of weird shit everywhere. Like it just has that kind of vibe for me. So I really, really like it. Um, it's short enough. Like I was like, again, like seeing how much I have left and I haven't really put much time in it. I think it's like 10 hours. If you mainline it, like that's fine. Like even if I don't love the combat and the mechanics, like it's a cool enough, weird enough story and place to be in that. I don't have any problem seeing it through. Um, definitely not my favorite this year, but uh, I think it's still good. Like it's a game I would recommend getting on sale for sure. I'm glad I didn't pay full price. Though. And then uh, fire emblem still, chugging along i'm at the the time jump portion of that so the halfway point um i like it I, i'll be honest that the social aspects of the game that i loved like in the early parts like now that i'm like 35 hours in like i'm kind of sick of it like so i may take some shortcuts just to see what happens with the story because i really like the story but um i'm kind of over the all the kind of quieter bits between the uh the battles and shit so and i'll be starting death stranding probably next week that's it for me bobby you want to bring us home oh man uh i've been playing pokemon like crazy mm-hmm. uh and rocket league but nice. that's that's about it um i did start something else but i already forgot uh oh but i will let y'all know that uh i think before when we talked we all agreed that we liked the uh the last ghost recon wildlands mm, never played it you never played. Oh, I thought it was okay. 
Well, mm-hmm. just to let y'all know, the Breakpoint is only $20 on Amazon. I, I saw zero interest in that person. I was thinking about it. Like, that's a game that is... Those, those Ghost Recon games have, are always fun to play with other people. Yes. Uh, yep. You have enough other people to play with. And as much as I love to buy that game, we all got The Division 2. And we never played a single minute together. <laughs> Uh, in our group, I, yeah, I mean, we definitely play like like yeah, yeah. Uh, like our our Destiny clan. I think like that pretty much exclusively. But I, I hear yeah, yeah. What well, there was some game we were talking about doing like a co stream one night. I forget that would yeah. that would still be fun. And then we said, I think we said gears. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe some horde mode or something. I still want to do that one. I think it'd be fun to co stream, but it would be fun. And and if man, if Age of when's Age of Empires coming out for Game Pass? I think two is already there, like the two oh, remake. I think like so. On Xbox? Yeah, pretty sure. Like uh, the it new is one isn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me just type Game Pass, Angel Empires 2, make sure I'm not lying to the internet. Yep, it is now available through Game Pass for PC, through Steam, and Microsoft Store. I don't know about Xbox. Um. Da, 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 uh, no, yeah, no yep. It looks like it's just PC yeah. for the moment. So I lied. I am a big fat liar. Sorry, guys. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, yeah. when it comes uh, to Xbox, though, we'll 100% play that. Um, I agree. That's all really fun. I used to love doing custom matches and stuff on that. But uh, oh, yeah, well, well, talk, man. Uh, who's got something you want to plug before? Of course, we have our big game of the year shows coming up. Uh, probably towards the tail end of the month uh, for sure. I think we're recording um, our core group on the 19th and then I think sometime within a week after that we'll have our other episode. But either of you guys want to plug anything before we break for the evening? I got nothing. Nothing this time now. Cool. Uh, this uh, month's rental rush will probably be the weekend, you know, after uh, well, really between Christmas and New Year's, we're going to be doing the first four player uh episode all couch co-op diablo 3 so that will be fun and exciting good way to end the uh the year with a big uh bang so um i i'm chris uh that's been george and bobby and uh we will see you all next week thanks for listening see you take it easy